Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. This was a fucking treat. It really was. Uh, I met John, we talk about this in the episode, as I say, I'm pretty bad with dates. I met John a long time ago uh, after a folly show at a party, and then I ended up bringing his band to come play my college, and then semi-recently, I think we got reconnected via the old faces book and I've been getting on this real kick of like asking more people and really trying to spread my old podcast wings and bring in more guests. I feel like I've run the gamut of friends who live around here. I could and uh, get on and I really want to bring in more musicians and actors and comedians and authors, which will be coming down the pipeline. I think got some really big announcements coming up in the future, but so to stick to this episode, uh, so, John, I just asked him on Facebook, just flat out, like, hey, John, uh, I love your band. I, you know, I see him post about them on Facebook all the time. They're called Dead Bars. They're on No Idea Records out of Gainesville. His band is from Seattle. No Idea Records is from Gainesville, Florida. I love a lot of music that comes out of Gainesville. Huge fan of Against Me. I believe Hot Water Music is from there as well. Uh, we talk about all this in the episode. And John was just like, cool, let's do it. Just so fucking nice at... We had set this up one day, I forgot when, and we couldn't do it. We talked about it in the episode as well, because John had broken his nose, and then he had to heal a little bit, and then we did it. Uh, if you stick around to the very end of the episode, you could hear an unreleased song that will be coming off off their uh, uh, the single for their Japanese label, Eager Beaver Records. Uh, please, 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 please look into Dead Bars. They're fucking great. They have a split out right now. With uh, Sunshine State, which is Warren of Against Me, they have a CD called Dead Bars. You could hear them deadbars.bandcamp/music. Like them on Facebook, facebook.com/deadbars. Follow them on Twitter uh, at deadbars. If you're out in Seattle, go see them live. If they tour again, go see them. They're just—I really can't—I cannot explain to you how much I really love this band. So it was really a treat to be know him a little bit. Like, you know, we had met and hung out a few times years ago and then stayed Facebook friends, essentially, and then just to talk again. It was, it's cool. And he's got a lot of great life changes and just such a talent. Because when I met John, he was drumming in a, a band I liked called Red Light, Green Light, and now he's singing, and he's a fucking great singer, which he knows that. They're just... It was just a ton of fun. Uh, please contact us. You can like uh, if you like the show and you're listening to this and you want to get on here, maybe promote your band or something and just chat. Please uh, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/LetUsChat. Email us at Let'sChatPodcast at gmail.com or follow us on the Twitter. It's just at Let'sChatPodcast and uh, go ahead and click subscribe. That's really great. Um, I'm just super happy that John came on. Please stick around to the end. Listen to the last song, uh, the song of the end, Emergency. Really good song. And if you're in the Seattle area, uh, check out Dead Bars for their last show, December 30th at the Streamline Tavern uh, with Bad Tats, Kids on Fire and the Crap. Starts at 9. It's free. Uh, I don't know how many people here are going to listen to this from Seattle. Go to that show. It should be a great time. And I hope Dead Bars come out and play East sometimes because I would like to see him. Uh, John, I hope you come back. And uh, here's the episode.
So you and I met many. I I, I remember because your band Red Light Green Light played Follies one of the last shows at School Rock. Right. And then I think I met you got you and like Derek and the dudes at the Houston Calls house afterwards. Right. So yeah. I don't I'm the, I'm bad with I dates. Think, oh man, I think that was probably like 2008 and Derek who was the singing in uh, the band that I was in, I was playing drums in, uh lived at the house with Houston Calls and I'm not sure if John from Folly had moved in there yet, but um Either way, yeah, that's where we met at that house. I remember. Yeah, I thought John. I couldn't remember if he lived there either, because um, I had been there a couple times, and I kind of like embarrassed myself like a little bit because um, I like at one point I found Houston calls on the Hi, my name is Mark podcast, and then like this drive-through thing, and then realized that they were like good friends of Folly, and I saw Tom there, and like I didn't know he was super nice, but I was like I did that like weird fan thing where you're like. Hey man, I'm a really big fan of your band. He's like, oh, thank you. And then I like froze. I was like, I didn't think this through. I don't know how to follow that up. And then just kind of awkwardly walked away. Yeah, actually, uh, Tom but, lives out here too. Um, so that's kind of how I ended up moving out here. It was I knew him out out here, and I kind of wanted to change from New Jersey, and that's how I ended up in Seattle. Oh wow, that takes away my question: How you got out there? Uh, what's it like out there? I heard it's fucking awesome. Seattle is great. Um, I love the Northwest. I love the um, the attitude out here. I love everyone's um, passion. It seems like everybody I meet out here is um, doing something creative, which is really inspiring. Yeah. Um, I really like the, I mean, honestly, the, the rain and, and the weather and all that stereotypes is true some of the time. But at the at the same time, um, the summers here are the best. It's the best weather I've ever experienced. It's eighty degrees, no humidity, mm. sunshine. It's beautiful. Fuck. So like you know we have like you're you're Jersey. You're from the East Coast as well. So like Jersey, where you just maybe a couple nice days in summer and then a fucking shitty winter. So the reverse is great summer and then just some rain. Yeah, it rains, I would say, from, like, October, November, pretty much all throughout the spring. And then at some point, either in June or July, it just stops raining, and then and then it's beautiful for three months. Oh, man. That sounds awesome. It's great. I love it out here. How, how long did you – when did you move out there? Um, so I came out here in – February of 2010. So, oh wow, you've been there a while. It'll be, it'll be five years here this coming February. Oh my god, that's crazy. So, um, man, so was that right at? Because I, you were drumming, and then so the the, the red light. Did you guys ever have like a farewell goodbye show, or was it just like a dissipated? Yeah. So I guess, I guess what ended up happening is, I. Red Light, Green Light was a band that was a New Jersey band, and I played drums in that with my friends, and that was from 2005 until 2009. I think we did a farewell show either at the very end of 2009, or we might have even done it January of 2010. I'm not sure. But basically what ended up happening is 
at that point, February or uh, December of 2009, as my band was breaking up, I was also graduating college at that point. And it was just kind of like, you know, recession was happening and all this yeah. stuff, all yeah. this stuff was happening at the same time. Like, um, and I was just like, I'll just do something different. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if I want to get, I don't know what, what I want to do for my job. I don't know where I want to live. I, I just yeah. know I want to yeah. do something different. And then, um, me and Tom and Dan were playing, we're jamming a little bit, uh, in New Jersey. Um, and then Tom was like, um, I'm going to move to Seattle cause he had a brother out here. And then me and Dan and my other friend, Brian just kind of talked about it and we we're like, well, you know, we could, we could maybe move out there and still continue to jam because we were all kind of feeling like we needed to do something different. So then we just kind of packed up and moved out here. I didn't have a place to live really, didn't have a job, um, just kind of you know, slummed around for a little bit, living, like, I think it was, like, three or four of us in a one-bedroom apartment, you know, sleeping on the floor. <laughs> um, wow. And then, and then, yeah, and now, like, we're all really, we're all settled. Like, Tom just got married. We're all... Oh, wow. Yeah, we are all doing different things. Like, um, I'm doing my thing. Dan is, like, going back to school for music therapy. Um, and then... Um, my friend Brian, me and my, me and Brian work together actually, um, which is cool. Oh, that's really fucking awesome! Uh, do, do you remember um, when you played my school in Vermont? Hell yeah, I remember. That was awesome. That was fucking good time. Yeah, Green Mountain College. I, um, Green Mountain College, yeah. Um, you guys were the. I brought up like a two different. I brought Paulson up once too before that, and then they were never allowed back. And you guys uh, walked away without any disapproving letters. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was a good time. I, there was like uh, two other bands, I think, from Jersey all made the trip up there. And I really liked what you guys were doing up there. I actually was look, trying to look um, recently to see if they were still putting on shows or, or what was going on. I think that's actually what made me oh, think wow. about you. Is like, I was like, I wonder what Chris is Oh, up weird. To. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. We were... it, was, um, it was two of Paul's bands, uh, Control and Killed by the Bull. Right. Right, I remember it. Actually, I just saw Paul recently. Um, I saw Paul. Uh, he that uh, Kevin, who was in Control, um, lives in Portland now. And that, oh that no way! Was playing in Portland, and I, one of us, uh, I think maybe I even got in touch with Paul or maybe him, and then Paul was in town in Portland visiting, and then they both came out to the show. Oh, that's crazy! I'm actually uh, having Paul on on Sunday. Nice. Um, that's crazy. What's because I I actually have family in Portland and they always like come out here and I'm always think one of these days I have to go out there. But like my one cousin like tours all the time and the other one just like she was in a band that was from Washington that not I don't know, big in that weird noise circle. But they they love it out yeah. there. I think she, she went to like a school in Olympia. I think right is that where Evergreen, Evergreen is? is in Olympia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's from she's older, but that's crazy. Uh, that was uh, I was just thinking about that because I um, I moved like maybe probably around the same time you went to fuck. I keep dropping shit. I think maybe like oh, f I don't know when I, I moved to so I moved to Providence and like oh god, I don't know. I'm bad with dates, but it was actually when Folly did the reunion shows. I you were probably already out in Seattle when they did the uh, 
I think, yeah, they did like a night at Maxwell's. Then they did some at School of Rock. And then, I don't know, oh, the Stanhope House or something like that. It was like, it was around that time frame. I remember I got a job to move to Rhode Island um, with my, my now wife. And I forgot where I was going with that. Good story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. So when I remember when I was moving, and then even just the other day, I was going through some, like, old – see, I don't throw away any of my band shits. Like, I, all my band shirts from all the years I've collected. Yeah. But I still – I found the I, – uh, I still have a Red Light Green Light CD in my pile of stuff. But I found that T-shirt you guys gave me when you played. It was, like, with the dollar bill signs and it's, like, gold-plated. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. And that was, like, part of the reason. I was like, I wonder – I was like – because I've been, like – trying to build a show. I was like, I wonder who would do it. And then like, you added me on Facebook. I was like, oh, yeah, John was fucking cool. I, he could talk for an yeah. hour. And then you were nice enough to say yes. Dude, thank thank you for offering. This is great. Oh, of course. Oh, man, that was a good time. I remember uh, that school, like, sucked when it came to, like, shows and music. And there was, like, maybe, like, five people who like punk. So it was, like, a blast when uh, the when three bands came up. That And then, like, we went to the hotel that night. And it was, like, the most, like... Not punk rock experience, but it was like it was like we had like we drank and stuff, but it was just like uh, a bunch of people just geeking out about music and rural Vermont <laughs> and eating. Denny's. I remember, I remember your school was interesting to me because like you had like naked like running, like there was like the oh the, the streaking team team that was pretty weird, and I think I I can't remember, but I think they may have ran through the show. That sounds yeah, about right. Like they were, they were going for a run, and then we were playing. And it's winter. I don't remember if it was winter or, or what something. was going on, but I remember that you guys had a big leisure studies program, and I always thought that was pretty, yeah. pretty cool. I was like, I like, I like leisure. How do you study that? I like leisure. I like <laughs> studying. That sounds. I'll take, I'll take this part out. But I remember that we all got really high in the bathroom of the hotel. I think it was like, yeah, I think you, I, if I'm wrong, but I think I remember you saying it was like one of your few times you were doing it that night. Cause it was like, I think. Oh, that's crazy. Um, do you still see all the other band? Well, you guys, oh yeah, you live like far away as shit. So you probably don't see everyone as much. Well, yeah, I live, I live pretty far away. I basically, you know, I'm on the totally other side of the country, like totally different, yeah. totally different scene. Um, you know, Seattle music scene is, uh, is great. And, uh, but it's totally different from like Jersey stuff that we, that we grew up in. I still see Derek. I still see, um, well, Derek and me, uh, we've, we've gone on a couple of trips, uh, together he comes out to visit uh in the northwest and um when i go back home i get to see some of the other guys dan like i oh, said that's awesome. lives out here and then there's a bunch of other like jersey guys that i've met along the way like um actually um cj who plays plays drums in dead bars and uh and um and john um are, are the other guitar player are all from jersey as well so it's kind of like yeah, I still have some. I still have some roots here, and it feels really good to to know people that uh, know what I'm talking about. You know. 
So when you start talking about pork roll and Taylor Ham, people know what you're talking about. Exactly. Or like, you know. My wife is from Jersey. Oh, nice. Whereabouts? Edsa. Uh, from Bloomfield. So like, I think, is that where you guys were from? Like Northeastern? We were from Rockaway, which is, uh, which is a little bit um, west. Um, more, by, more by the Folly guys. That's what we, we, were, we, were, we were right oh, here yeah. with those guys. Um, CJ is from Nutley, which is right near Bloomfield. I mean, we used to play shows at Bloomfield oh, yeah. Love Cafe all the time. And yeah. I went to school in Montclair, so I know a little bit about. Oh, yeah, you know that area. Yeah. I mean, she's from the, I mean, that's the town where the last scene of The Sopranos is filmed. Mm-hmm. And none of her family watches The Sopranos. So every time we go down there, I make, I'm like, oh, my God. They're like, we don't care. Shut up. <laughs> I'm like, well, let me tell you what I think happened. And they don't give a shit. But no, they're, they're wonderful. Uh, that's fucking awesome. So, so Seattle, like, how does pop punk do in Seattle? Um, it's, it's, it's actually, there is a small uh, scene out here for that for that stuff. Um, you know, when I moved out here, it was, it was really just to, to do something different. Like I really didn't know what the scene was like. I knew that there was a lot of clubs that you could play and I knew that it had a really, you know, amazing history of, of bands, but I, I didn't really know what the current music situation was like until I got out here. And then the first couple years was really me trying to get, you know, secure with my job and find a, yeah. a good place yeah. to live. So the music stuff was kind of, you know, on the back burner a little bit. But I basically, right as I got out here, started playing around with writing songs, and which I'd never done before. Like, I'd never, I never picked up a guitar ever, um, actually, before I moved here. Um and so I kind of just, I mean, I didn't really plan on like starting a pop punk band or, or starting a, 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 a punk band, really. It's just like, that's just how I wrote the songs and yeah. really try. It's just, yeah. it's like, that's, I guess, where my, where my influences were coming from was, was coming out of that. But yeah, there's some amazing bands here um, in, in punk music and just in general rock there's a there's so many good bands um that are doing stuff and it's it is really inspiring and what we're lucky too that there's a lot of bands that are when they tour through and they're coming around that we've been able to play with a lot of um a lot of really cool bands that are on tour you know just being in in seattle so it's it's been good do you have like you must have like friends who are still like from your old music days that are touring through and like, you must like have friends rolling through here and there. Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, it's not as much as when back in the day, like I don't know that many people on the road, like are doing music full time as I did back, back in the day. But um, yeah, there's a couple bands. There's uh there was this band, um, I am the Avalanche that I really like. Oh, yeah, who, yeah they're uh, not yeah. like a tiny band by any means, though. Right, right. Everyone yeah, knows they're, it. They're, yeah, you guys did some good tours because, like, I remember seeing that you go tour with them and like hit the lights and stuff. Yeah, we did exactly. Yeah, we did like that was a long time ago. We did like yeah. four four yeah. shows with those guys. That was in probably two thousand and seven. But yeah, we yeah, there's bands that come through. Um, now and again and whenever they do 
it, we try and we try and get shows with them and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. But, uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. <laughs> Is there? I, oh I'm, no, yeah, that's cool. I, I, you know what? I always see um. Uh, fucking Derek plays in uh, I know Jagger Sharks, but he's also in is it Bottom Feeder with the dude from Gaslight Anthem? I think it's Benny. Derek is in Derek play or Derek plays sings in Jaguar Shark and he sings for Bottom Feeder, which yes has Benny from Gaslight Anthem, Mike and Dan from the band Gates. And then Corey is also in I Am The Avalanche. He plays guitar in I Am The Avalanche now. That's fucking um, nuts. So it's pretty cool. And Derek also plays drums in Ensign for <laughs> legendary New Jersey hardcore band. So he's been doing that for a couple years now. I just saw that they play with Grade, and I was like, what the fuck? Exactly. I was yeah. like, that's crazy. It's nuts because um, I think you were probably in Seattle. So when the Folly did that reunion show – in uh, the, the the first round reunion shows, um, so I went outside with this with John and Jackie and my fr- our friend Amanda and her now fiance Jeff, and I was just re- wearing a Gaslight shirt because I I fucking love that band. And I was talking to De- Derek. I was talking to Derek. He's like, "Oh man, Benny would have loved that." I was like, well, "Who?" And he's like, "Oh, Benny from Gaslight. He just did a surprise set with us, but he had to go." Uh, they would have introduced you. I was like, "What? What? What?" I was fucking like my mind was like blown for a second. Uh, is he um he get, Benny Horowitz guest host this podcast called Going Off Track? If it's which is amazing, it's like comedians and musicians, and it's like Stephen from uh Fuse that old Fuse show, Stephen's Untitled Rock Show, and like Jonah Bear. But and I was like that's fucking nuts. But uh, I mean what I have to so um what I wanted to tell you about Dead Bears Dead Bars. I always refer to you as Dead Bears in my head and had to correct myself. I'm like, that's me, no, Dead Bars. The first time I uh, I listened to your tunes, like, without, obviously, fucking loved it, I didn't think of a Seattle band that, like, when I listened to your songs, I was like, this band sounds like Gainesville. And then I saw you guys play The Fest, and uh, Fest 13, I was like, that makes sense. Like, when you were you going for that sound, or that just, like, happened? It It just happened, man. Like, you know, I was doing... I was learning a lot about what what it is to write a good song and like what what do I respond to when I listen to songs and like what do I like hearing and and stuff and that's how I wrote the first batch of songs and really all the stuff that you've heard and all the stuff that everyone's heard is is the stuff that I wrote like two uh two or three years ago at this point you know like those are all really old uh old songs like, the first song I ever wrote was Party at My House. That was, I'd never, like, the first song I wrote ever was Party at My House, not just for <laughs> Dead Bars. So, um, yeah, and then basically what ended up happening is we, it started off as it was just me, really, um, playing on the demos. Like, I played everything on the demos, drums, bass, guitar, sang on it, obviously. And then I was like, I kind of think it would be cool to do this as a band or, or, or do some shows. So ended up um, playing one show with strictly people that were like, we are just going to do this one show, but, you know, we can't be in, in this band type thing. And I was like, that's cool. You know, I'll just get, get it out of the way. I'll play some of these songs live and see how it goes. And when we played 
the show, I was really excited. Like, I got a really good response from people, and everybody was, like, you know, just said that after all the all the years of the bands that I've been in, like, they thought that this was a really cool project and that I should keep it going. And at that point, I kind of just had that in the back of my mind to maybe try and figure out how to make it a band. Um, luckily, I ended up um, meeting CJ here in, in town, which is which is pretty weird because he's from Jersey. He's been in kind of the same scene as, like, I was in, um, but I'm a little bit younger, and I think we just kind of, like, missed each other. Mm. You know, it was like every time that I was maybe going going one way, he was dipping out and going the other way. But yeah. uh, we realized after the fact that we had played shows together, um, or at least one show together back in Jersey in maybe 2006 or something. He was in a band called Torchbearer. I was in a band called Mi Barrio. So we had crossed paths uh, without really knowing it, and uh, he moved out here independently with another band of his. And at that point, we just kind of were talking about, you know, he booked shows in town, so we were talking about shows and, and whatnot. And I kind of just asked him, I was like, hey, I have these songs, would you would you want to jam or play drums and stuff? And, you know, we basically started jamming on this stuff that I already ended up having. Yeah. And yeah. that those were the first batch of, of um, songs that we ended up doing, which was about six songs at the time. Um, got my friend Jake to play bass. Um, and my friend Andrew uh, was playing guitar at the time. And then... Um, Oh, I'm sorry. No, Jake was playing guitar at the time. My friend Ronnie was playing bass, and uh, Andrew was playing guitar. Um, there's been a lot of guitar players in the mix, but basically, what ended up happening is we recorded, we re-recorded all the songs because I felt that the the songs were good enough um, to at least be the first batch of recorded material. And we did them. We felt really good about them. And we kind of talked. We kind of made a list of maybe four or five labels that we thought might be into it. And then CJ was like, I, how about I send him over to No Idea? And I was like, that would be awesome. No Idea is, like, you know, very well known, like you said, for that Gainesville sound. I mean, they, you know, invented it for, for the most part. Uh, you know, Hot Water Music and Against Me and a bunch of bands. Small Brown Bike, probably my favorite No Idea band, has all been associated with that. And we sent them our songs, and literally less than 24 hours later, we got an email back, or sorry, a text message back from from No Idea that just said, it's on. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> no contract, just it's on? Just it's on. That's and great. It kind of took us a week to really figure out exactly what it's on meant, but... Long story short, um, we actually re released two records with them uh, this past spring. Our own self-titled four-song EP, uh, just Dead Bars, self-titled 7-inch. And then we also have a split 7-inch with a Gainesville band called Sunshine State. Which who is uh, actually Warren. Feature yeah, Warren's in that band, exactly. So that was really cool. That was a nice surprise where it was like, you know, kind of... Uh, you know, Dead Bars is a completely new band, and I thought it was really cool for No Idea to really take a chance on us, um, but also just they let us know that they really liked 
the direction we were going in, and they really like the songs, and they've been really supportive the whole time. So we're excited. Oh, I should clarify for people listening. Uh, that's Warren, former drummer of Against Me, the dude with the beard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, man, I researched the shit out of here. You guys have so much nice stuff about you on the internet. Like, you had a lot of good article, a lot of good press. But I was, so I was surprised, because, like, I knew No Idea Records as well. And then, so I was, it's like, looking at their site, and, like, <clears throat> I couldn't think of the, anything, but, like, I mean, I was looking through their roster. I mean, fucking uh, Mustard Plug, Wilhelm Scream, Lifetime, Less Than Jake. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, Hot Water, Music. They did something with Adam and his package, which is, like, that weird, that dude with the weird techno stuff. But the thing that blew my mind the most was, uh... There's a band I used to, my, a friend of mine uh, who's since passed away turned me on to a long time ago called Planes Mistaken for Stars. Like nobody ever knows who they are, and then I was like looking at them and I like I saw that and I was like, oh my god, like no idea. That's a big fucking deal. That's such a that's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude, we're super excited. Um, they like I said have been like just the legacy behind oh yeah all the bands oh, that yeah. have been on on that label to be kind of associated with with all that is amazing. Yeah. Like you said, planes mistaken for stars. Um, I don't think they directly have anything to do with lifetime or less than Jake. I, I know that no they put out an album or two is, or something. They, they, they're a big distributor for underground labels. And underground oh, okay. Music, so they carry a lot of, a lot of bands records and stuff. But, um, as far as releasing music, I think you're right. I think Wilhelm scream and, and mustard plug, and um, there's a there's a band called uh, Creepoid who are doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, I saw right them now. on they're, there. They're they're touring a lot right now, which is cool. Um, there's a new band called Shallow Cuts who we played with in Florida, who is really cool. The Tim version are amazing. Played with them in Florida. Their new record is really good. You guys should get you should all get the new Tim version record. Absolutely. Um, and then yeah, obviously. Uh, Hot Water Music and Against Me, they all got their start on that label, which is it's cool. It's exciting, you know? So it's it's been fun. I mean, did you see yourself as a front man? Because I remember when uh, you played the Red Light, the few times I saw you, uh, you always looked like you wanted to get out from behind the drum set. Cause it, there's that song that like, We Are Not Your Revolution. But like unlike any other drummer, you would like jump up off your seat and then still play and scream and it was like and oh it was fucking awesome and the whole crowd would get a kick out of it but then when i realized that you were singing like i was thinking back to that i was like yeah that makes sense like i i I, he's got it in him i just didn't know you could sing like that i i think that i always just wanted to be in a band so it really was like the whole what ended up happening i think is just the whole playing guitar and and songwriting was just a reaction to me being in bands for so many years and just, you know, you know, the types of bands I was in, they were like more like hardcore screamo. Yeah. Whatever. And that's Jersey. Yeah. That stuff is cool. And you know, it was fun, but it wasn't the direction I really wanted to go, but I was just playing drums and I was having fun. And then when I just, I was thinking about the type of stuff that I wanted to, to play that just came out of me and then I'm not good enough to play I'm not good enough to play guitar and sing at the same time or else I would just do that but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I just I think the 
being i still refer to myself as a drummer you know like yeah when we yeah. go on tour and stuff like i'm helping i'm loading up drums and i'm uh setting up the kit and yeah this whole band is actually uh four drummers <laughs> oh wow. And, uh, wow and i think david the one guy who who doesn't consider himself a drummer he said he played drums on a recording on a record one time so if you think about it we're a band of five drummers that's ridiculous so you guys all know the struggle because i know like anytime especially the shows where you're loading in your own shit the drummer is first one there loading their shit in last one taking it out and the singer gets to go out and have all the fun <laughs> but you guys have to yeah that's that's the thing about this band is we all know how it is so we all um lug the gear and we all do the we all do it you know we actually there's songs where we switch instruments sometimes where oh wow um our guitar player hop on the drum kit cj will hop on the guitar you know sometimes i'll hop on the drums and so we do we do some stuff but yeah i mean the whole idea of the band is simple fun songs that's it period you know yeah so how is fest 13 that's got to be like the dream come true Oh man, Fest was great for the band. Fest was um totally great experience to get down there and to basically be like you said like in a in a town where the, that sound it's like, you know, the sound of of dead bars. It's going to be it's going to be uh well received in a city like oh, Gainesville, yeah. Florida. So when we go down there and we play Fest and we're amongst like-minded bands, like-minded individuals, um, we felt really at home. Obviously, No Idea Records is based out of Gainesville, so it was great. I'd never met uh, Var or Jennifer or anybody at the label uh, before, so it was great meeting them. And we ended up playing the first night of Fest. It was like a, it's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We played Friday night, um, basically in between Tim Version and Shallow Cuts and... Um, yeah, it was amazing. I think there was, I remember we, I was, wa I was walking up to the, um, to the venue and the venue was like, uh, maybe 200 or 300 capacity room. So it's nothing that we haven't done before. Like we played, uh, we've played places about that big before, but I just figured that, you know, we're a new band. There's going to be a couple people there to see us and that'll be awesome. But other than that, I'm not really expecting much. And I remember going up to the venue and I saw like a line, like kind of like around the, around the corner. And I just figured it was for some other show or something. Cause I mean, the fest is crazy. There's literally 20 venues, like all within walking distance. So I, I didn't know what that line was for. And, and I got in and they're like, dude, the show is sold out. Like that's what? the line to get into the show. And I was like, what? So that was pretty crazy because basically how it works is you need a you need a wristband to get to all these shows, but that doesn't guarantee you access to each each gig. You know, you, have, you need to make sure that you're at the room and you're not going over capacity. So we ended up playing to like a, basically a sold out show at that venue, which was be between two, I'd say 200 to 250 at that at that room. And people were singing along. Um, I remember getting off stage and I kind of was talking to some friends right when I got off stage and then I just looked over at our merch table and I was like, oh no, I got to go run over there. And there was like a line of people that were trying to buy stuff. And it was cool too, because I didn't realize how international that festival really is. Like I met a lot of people from UK 
um, Europe, Australia, and that was good because we would have never been able to play for those people or meet these people at all, and we had a great time. It was awesome. That's really great. So was that, did you just, did you play any shows or did you guys just fly out for that? Um, we ended up flying out for it, but we played, we played the pre-fest, the official, uh, Gainesville pre-fest, which was called big pre-fest in little Ebor, which was in Tampa, which was really cool. Cause that was, that was a good way to kind of, um, you know, practice up for the, for the set. Yeah. And really we like, you know, getting on an airplane and stuff is a kind of a crazy thing to do just to play like a, a show or two. But it, for, for us, I think it was more of, um, an experience to, to go down there and really, um, show that crowd of people who the band was. And, um, we're going to do it again. We'll do it again next year and we'll probably tour down there next year. And we're just happy to be involved yeah. in that. Yeah. So. I mean, that's got to be such a cool feeling that, like, you're from Jersey, you live in Seattle, and your band's, like, you play a sold-out show in Florida. Like, <laughs> do you have any other ties to Florida? Like, I, I mean, I don't. So It's just like, I, I, if I went to, like, uh, Texas, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't know anyone, but, like, you could go to Florida and your band. That's, I, I, uh, I had Andy from uh, the Flaming Tsunamis on here. And he was telling this cool story when they toured Europe. They did like an off one on one off night, and he played somewhere in like London, probably like maybe like fifty to hundred people. But like for whatever reason, all those fifty to hundred people knew every word to his, his music. And the whole time he's like, "I'm in fucking London. Why do these people know my music?" I mean, you had that in Florida, and that's like, I mean, the fest is like the mecca, especially for like for dead bars. Like when I listen to it, it's like, this is so Gainesville. It's like, Oh, it's, it's amazing. I mean, Gainesville, Gainesville has that sound that we all kind of grew up with. And like, and I, I Chuck right. Reagan's still out at it and still, still performing and all that. Lesson Jake still at it still doing it. But man, that's fucking crazy. Have you guys toured at all? Like big tours? Are you still, cause are you guys all like job havers and, and then music as well? Cause I mean, honestly making money off music is not something people are doing right now. It's hard. Um, yeah, we all have jobs. Um, we do, we have gone on tour a couple times. Um, we did, uh, one tour when the records came out down the West coast, real short, maybe 10 days, um, which was cool. And then we went on another, we went to play this. It's a really cool festival, um, punk festival in San Diego called Awesome Fest, which is, like a smaller version of fest, but it's, it's totally cool. It's so chill. We met some amazing people down there that are now friends for life. Um, for me, which, um, which is great. Um, and then after that, really, we've just been playing, uh, locally. Um, that's great. Yeah, we're all, great. There's no, there's, there's really no reason or, or, uh, there's no, there's no urgency to hop on the road right now and like just jump jump around and and really you know we're all like I'm the youngest person in the band mm. and I'm 27 years old like yeah. I'm a yeah. I'm an adult so we're all adults that we can't just we all we, you know we can't abandon our place to live and our, yep. our lives and our yep. jobs and our you know girlfriends or our our salaries or our, our money whatever we have to figure out a way to make this this thing work and we've done we've done it 
good job so far. So we're gonna we're, we are gonna do some tours next year, and we we have we want to go to Europe. We pl- we have some plans to do that, and we're we're gonna go do fest, and we basically any opportunities that come to us, we're gonna we're gonna take, but it's gonna be on our own terms, you know. Yeah, I mean the life experiences alone, like it's like Europe. I mean, holy shit, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. I saw you were just over there too, right? Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I went to Italy for like my one year anniversary. Uh, it was it was incredible. I, I had never been to Europe before, and uh, it was believe it or not, we actually bought it on Groupon. Uh, it was like a trip to to uh, Tuscany for like I forgot what it was. It ended up being like a flight, rental car, and like everything included. It was fucking. Oh man, but I was like, this is kind of weird because I was lurking your Facebook before we came on because like I do that for everybody, and I saw that you were in Florence as well, so I'm glad you brought that up. You were, I'm guessing, younger. No, I went in July. I oh, just shit. got back. Shit. I went. I went this year. Um, I went with my family, which was pretty cool. Oh, that's um, awesome. Your family sounds awesome. Done, then. Yeah, we'd never done a, a trip like that ever. And it was kind of just this thing where um, I think I was home uh, back in Jersey maybe like two summers ago. And I was talking to my mom and she was like, hey, I I think that my parents were planning that trip for a long time. And then something happened where they ended up, my mom and my dad got some inheritance from my uncle from a really long time ago from like 20 years ago oh nice and so they basically had some extra money that they weren't planning on having and they asked or at that point when i was back in jersey she asked if me and my sister wanted to to go and i was like obviously i can't pass that up so kind of made a little family vacation out of it and yeah i was in venice florence rome and sorrento and we're also in um we were in uh, Tuscany outside of uh, Florence for a little bit, too. So I'm glad that you went there because I had an amazing experience. I actually met a, a bunch of really cool um, musician people, a bunch of, like, punk rockers that own own bars in Florence. And oh, man. Uh, friends of mine from Seattle actually um, uh, told me about uh, to check out this bar called uh, One-Eyed Jacks in, in Florence <laughs> and... That was super cool because the guy um, who owns it, Gabe, is really into Seattle music. He's he's lived here before in Seattle, and when I walked into his bar, I immediately felt at home. Like there was Seahawks flag on the <laughs> on his bar. There was show posters from local local clubs in his bar, and they basically treated me so well. So Italy Italy was good to me. Italy was great. Cause I saw you had the picture. You saw the David as well, and like, isn't Florence like fucking amazing? Florence is incredible. Actually, that's where my that was my favorite city um, on the trip. Um, Venice was really cool too. Venice was just a lot more touristy, but it yeah. was still fun. But yeah. Florence, Florence felt real. You know, like it felt. Yeah, um, like I like I really felt the culture there, and especially meeting some good people who yeah. actually you know, they offered for that. I could come back and basically hang with them or stay with them or, you know, it's kind of like this invitation to to come back. So I love it there, man. Rome was, uh, Rome was cool. Rome just felt like a big city though. You know, it still had a big city feel. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard that about Rome. I so we did. Uh, I was in Luca for a day. We, we stayed in this town called Monte Catini, which had like nothing really to You're offer, but it was close to everything. So we were in Luca, Pisa, and then we did three days in Florence because like my we just fucking fell in love with Florence. It was. I've never. I've. I don't know. I've never really been anywhere. My wife, like honestly, my wife Victoria, she just like she adapted really well. Like she's like, I don't know why. I just feel like I belong here. Like she just like she figured it out so quick and just like, and like we went out of our way to not like eat at tourist places. Like we had recommendations and like there's a couple places we went to where like no one spoke English and they'd have to get the waiter who could barely speak it. And like, oh my god, like people I. I heard so many stories about how good the food would be, so I thought everyone was kind of full of shit, and they weren't. Like, it was literally the best meals I've ever had in my entire life. Like, meals that I will remember the rest of my, like, steak and pasta and food you'll remember the rest of your life. Like, and they, and they weren't even kidding. <clears throat> there's, um, do you know in front of the, the Uffizi, uh, there's that Pisa, that little, uh, Pia, was it the plaza? And, like, yeah. by the old city hall? I was uh, sitting there looking at the guidebook, and it was like here in uh, yeah, fourteen whatever they performed. Uh, they used to perform bonfires of the vanities, and the whole time I like I think it was the Folly song, Bonfire Vanities, and I was like, <laughs> I was like fucking Folly. I'm like, like I, I, my my classic literature of European knowledge comes from uh, uh, puns from Folly songs. Yeah, that 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 basically sums up Folly right there. Yeah, literature, yeah. literature puns. Liter- uh, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I I love John. I love all those dudes. I like I I like because I'm I'm now thirty, but like I look back in those eras, like because I was from Connecticut and our our scene was pretty cool for a while, and then it got really tough guy hardcore, and then started hanging out in the Jersey scene, like the northeastern Jersey. It was fucking cool. Like everyone was so nice, and like I just love all bands from Jersey. So I was oh man, that's great. Uh, did you get to meet the against me guy yet? Warren, um, I didn't meet him officially, um, cause we like one of he owns a, like a restaurant in. Um, I think I remember hearing that that's why he left the band so to like take over a restaurant. Yeah, he runs a, he runs a like a taco place, I think, um, and one of the stages for uh, fest was at his restaurant, and I saw him like running around doing some stuff with the stage. I didn't get a chance to talk to him then, but I met um, Mike and Troy um, from Sunshine State. They came out to see us w- oh, wow. uh, at our oh, wow. at our fest show. So I met some of the guys, which was cool, and they're they're awesome, and uh, they really like that we did the split together. But no, I never met. I haven't met Warren uh, at all. But I know you will because that's crazy. Um, so I was reading like your band, like you guys had a lot of cool press. Uh, you were in a, there was a picture you guys put on Facebook from Alternative Press. Was that like in the their digital site or like the magazine? Is that like from the fest? I was like, damn, that's crazy. And like, um, and Vice had nice things to say about you. And Vice hates everything. That was when, yeah, that was when the Vice thing was our, our uh, like uh, debut for the split. You know, kind of just introducing the band and. Um, basically yeah. uh, promoting our, yeah. our split. So that was cool. That was, that was pretty, I actually really like what they wrote. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, but, um, the alternative press was, it was, they had a photographer there that was taking pictures of a lot of different bands. And, um, I kind of just said that we would do this photo shoot and we did it. And then, uh, alternative press didn't end up using it for their, for, for oh, their man. thing. Um, 
because I saw that they posted something like, oh, the faces of Fest. So I, I went and I clicked on it and we totally weren't there probably because nobody knows about <laughs> us or cares about us. But the photographer, I had her email address and I was just curious how they turned out. And I was like, hey, can I see those pictures that we took? And she's like, well, I have to wait until December 1st because of agreement per alternative press. And I was like, whatever. And I kind of just forgot about it. And then um, she sent me an email I guess it was yesterday. So I looked at it and I was like, okay, okay, this is a picture of us sitting on the floor. Like, what the hell are we doing? You know, we were all so tired. We were all so like shot. You know, I was sick. I, I got, I ended up getting a cold, a really bad cold when I went down there because, you know, we were coming from Seattle, which was cold and rainy. Yeah. And we were going to Florida, which was hot and humid. And then all of a sudden, the temperature dropped down to like 40 or 50 degrees. And I didn't have a jacket. And I was freezing cold. And our air condition was on in the room. So I woke up and I felt like shit. And then we ended up doing the photo shoot that day. So we all kind of looked tired and fucked up. I, it's so weird. As you said that, I just, because um, we're kind of, I'll start wrapping it up. I was just thinking, I can't believe I didn't open with the most important thing that uh, you've been real nice uh, to do this, obviously, but like we were going to do this last week, but you broke your nose at a show. Dude. How did you break your nose at a show? Oh, man, dude. Um, it was a it looks good, show. by the way. It was our first, it was our first show back um, since we got back from fest i think i I can't even remember honestly i think it was oh no no no. it was our second show back um it was our second show of of november it was right in town it was super close to where i live so it was just like a real easy real easy load in cool spot really cool bands that we were playing with and i was just kind of having fun like i was just kind of going with the flow and i think what ended up happening was i like I kind of was leaning into the crowd. I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't stage dive. I didn't crowd surf or whatever, but I kind of was leaning into the crowd and I kind of got picked up by, by someone in the crowd. So I guess I was crowd surfing. Then I was like, usually I don't let that happen. Usually I am, I'm pretty safe and I, I make sure that I can, you know, get up and that I'm not in somebody else's control, but I was just having a good time and I kind of got crowd surfed, and then as I was coming back, I think that somebody just was holding my legs, and then I think the top of my the the you know my my torso just kind of went down, and they lost control of me, and I I literally fell six feet flat on my face, and went to the hospital. Oh. I got a broken nose and two stitches on my lip and two black eyes. I mean, I'm healing up pretty good right now. You can see, yeah, me, yeah, but yeah, you can yeah. see, you can see that right there. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. So, broke my nose. Um, whatever, it was a good time. It is, it is what it is. And I'm going back to the doctor on or tomorrow just to double check and make sure everything's healing properly. What a cool story, though. It was pretty cool. It could have been a cooler story. I could have gotten, yeah. like, you know, yeah. in some like brawl, just like save some beautiful girl but <laughs> yeah fell off of a stage i think we should be proud that we did a whole seattle episode without bringing up nirvana i, I don't know if that ever happens <laughs> i didn't bring up nirvana but nirvana after living here for five years i realized how fucking awesome nirvana is oh like, good they, they they still are love there they're, they're they're yeah oh people people are still way into it but you know i was 
I was never that into the whole grunge thing. You know, it just kind of seemed silly to me. But once I came out here and really started listening to, to bands that were influential to bands like Nirvana and then even getting into Nirvana itself, like, they're a great band. Um, oh, yeah, I love them still. They're amazing. So we, we there you go. We talked about Nirvana. Because yeah. have you been watching Sonic Highway on uh, HBO? I did. I just I watched all those episodes. I really like it. I'm a I'm a fan of Dave Grohl. I think he's I think he's cool. I think he's doing I think he's doing the right stuff when you know he's doing music for the right reasons. I think. And I just the Seattle episode just aired. I know. I really wanted to watch it before today so I'd have some knowledge of your city's culture. But I think fucking holidays get pretty busy and I missed it. But yeah. I I have to say I I love the show, but the songs at the end are so. Yeah, no, you're totally right. The the like the the show is great. Like I love the interviews. I love the history. But you know, sorry, sorry, Dave. You know, if you're listening to this, yeah, uh, I hope those, I, I hope he is. <laughs> be fucking if you're listening nuts. to this, the the songs are are kind of lame, man. And the lyric and the lyrics that like come up with each song are is so like so terrible. Like I'm not an HP. I'm not a big. Foo, I've never been a big Foo Fighter fan. I'm like, ah, oh, they're cool, whatever. I'm but like. I love I love that he's doing film though because I didn't get to see Sonic, uh, no Sound something Sound City or I don't know he made it a documentary yeah. I didn't get Sound to Sound City it's, yeah it's really really good it's a really good documentary and I, I want to see it very much and then like but he, he's his directing is just incredible uh, have you ever been to the um, I never the one thing because I had my I I definitely was obsessed with Nirvana. In a very uh, nerdy way, was I loved Nirvana after I found out about Weird Al. Like I loved the Weird Al version, and then like after Nir- Kurt died, and years later, I was like five or ten years behind the curve on grunge. Like I discovered Nirvana way late. But then, um, so Chris Novoselli, I know he opened up the. I think I, I could be wrong, but I think he had some involvement with the Experimental Music Project, which I've always wanted to go to in Seattle. Have you ever gotten to go there? I actually worked there. Oh, no fucking way. Oh, man. Is it as awesome as I think it is? It's super cool, man. It's uh, it's just called EMP. Okay. Um, museum right now. But, um, yeah, it's super cool. I've actually met Chris one time at the museum. He's, like, so nice. Uh, he's, he's really cool. And we have an amazing exhibit on on that band, on Nirvana, called Taking Punk to the Masses, which... Sounds lame, but it's not. It's really cool. Um, yeah, it's a great place to work. So you work at a museum? That's such a not what I expected to hear. That I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, at no, least it's, it's a, cool. That's really cool. Is it? Is it, I've been to like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I was like, if I lived in Cleveland, this would be my dream. It's like that and AP. Yeah. <laughs> that's all there is. Yeah, I uh, I never been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but like EMP has a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool artifacts. And uh, it's it's kind of northwest focused, which is really neat. So it's got stuff for local people that, um, you know, they the people out here that grew up here really take their music, you know, and the in this region pretty seriously because for so long it's like there weren't that many bands that were coming out of here, and there weren't that many bands that were uh, touring here because it's it's literally like in the far mm. most far left corner of the country yeah so it's cool to be at, in a place where you know um people really cherish the music that comes out of here which is really neat 
And it's not just Nirvana, it's not just Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. Like, there's a scene that continued on for years and years. There's absolutely a scene that's still going on. That's so good to hear. I don't know why that makes me so happy. There's lots of stuff. You know, indie rock, punk music, metal. Um, there's all different types of stuff that's that's going on right now. So, hip-hop. Oh, oh yeah, there's got... You guys have Macklemore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're proud of that one. He's okay. He's pretty cool. I've actually I've, I've met him before as well. Oh, that's crazy. Just interesting. But he's really nice. That's always I always find it interesting when like uh say you could be on the fence about a musician or something and then you hear something positive and you're like, "All right, now I like him." That's that's definitely happened to me more than once in my life. It's like, "Okay, they're cool dudes." Well, awesome, man. Um did I, did I forget anything? Is um, what's what's next for the band? I'll like put a plug in the beginning and everything too, and all that stuff. Cool. Um. All right. So what's up next for the band is we are actively, you know, trying to finish up material and songs for an album. Um, we're gonna do an album on No Idea again, which is gonna be amazing. So we got we got the support of of them and we are going to be recording that at some point in the spring hopefully have it come out some point in the fall of 2015 we're going to tour a little bit but not too much but definitely west coast again we'll be doing the whole west coast um we are hoping to get we're hoping to do something in europe um at the end of this next year so you know maybe fall of 2015 and we're also we will we'll be back at fest uh 14 i guess it will be um which would be cool so other than that it's just do as much as we can as much as we as much do as much as we can as much as we can you know well seattle uh, worked out pretty well for you from someone who was just couch surfing four years ago yeah, dude, it's been it's been really good, and I got I'm really lucky to have all these experiences now. Like, you know, being someone that's been really plugging along and doing music for a really long time. You know, like I've I've been doing it for almost 15 years. So, and you're young. So wait, 15 years and you're 27. Damn. So I'd by the time I saw you at Red Light, you had been doing that for way before Red Light. Me and me and um, the old keyboard player from Red Light started a band when we were twelve. So, wow. and then I think we played our first show and we were fourteen. So yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. That's really great. I'm I'm so happy it's all working out and keep up the music, man. It's 